You've most likely heard of obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD, but have you heard of ROCD, relationship OCD? It's a real thing. It's very specific and manifests itself in very interesting ways and can have a pretty harsh toll on a relationship. That's what we're talking about right here, right now. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host, giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. So what is relationship OCD? Well, if you think of OCD, even if you only have a very kind of cursory understanding of obsessive compulsive disorder from movies and television, you're going to kind of understand it. Uh, Let's take, for example... Jack Nicholson and as good as it gets. He would never step on the cracks in the floor on like pavement. Uh, he would wash his hands constantly. He would wear gloves. Uh, if you're familiar with Howie Mandel ha- suffers from OCD, he doesn't like shaking people's hands. So there's a germophobia. OCD typically revolves around people obsessively doing certain actions over and over again in a compulsive way. They can't control it. It's compulsion, right? And it it interacts with their life. It interferes, I should say, with their life. Uh, What is the reason for OCD? Well, so the normal reason someone has OCD, it can be varied, but the typical reason is they feel a lack of control in a certain part of their life, And so they've developed this tick, this obsessive compulsive uh, action that they can control so that they feel like they have some modicum of control in the world. Oftentimes, people uh, psychologically will make a connection, uh, albeit a loose connection, with their mind saying, well, if I do this, then everything will be okay. So if I wash my hands seven times, then I can finally go to sleep. Or if I don't step on the cracks in the floor, uh, then I know that my mom will make it safely home. There's this very weird gap. Now, if you think back to when you were a child, a lot of us did this. A lot of us had this kind of deals we made with each other. You know, sometimes started, and I see my own kids doing things like this, where they'll take uh, a piece of paper and kind of wad it up into a ball and play basketball with a trash can. And they'll say things like, if I make, if I make this shot in, we're going to go to Disneyland, you know, and they make these arbitrary rules where they can control something that they really have no control over. But over time, most people grow out of this mentality, but people with OCD don't, or they did at one point grow out of it, but then some trauma, or some, uh, you know, developmental issues where they couldn't get over that hump gets them to regress back to that point where they are getting into that behavior again, but it gets worse. It gets obsessive. It gets, it's a compulsion that they can't control, uh, or they have difficult controlling. Relationship OCD 
is uh, similar in that you obsess over uh, something and you have this compulsory behavior, but it centers around the relationship specifically. So you don't typically see things like washing hands or opening and closing the door a bunch of times. Usually, it is directly related to the relationship. And there are a lot of kind of causes that people or things that people who have ROCD tend to um, think about and and kind of pro the kind of stem why they have this issue. So uh, one thing is they doubt whether they are even truly in love with their partner. They question if they're actually in love. Another one is uh, it, it sounds counterintuitive, but they wonder if their partner is good enough for them. If their partner is attractive enough or successful enough for them, they constantly question the validity of their partner as an equal or a complementary match for themselves. Uh, they often believe that they can do better, but then they don't get out of the relationship. So they just kind of keep saying, I don't know, I should get out of it. They're really not good enough. She's not pretty or he's not pretty enough. And but they never leave. So it becomes this compulsive kind of verbal tick where they worry about it mentally. Sometimes they'll write about it. Uh, and that's a very common thing. Uh, the other thing on the other side of the spectrum that might happen with somebody who has ROCD is they'll actually do the opposite where they think the person's not going to stay with them very long. And this could be uh, a pretty, pretty heavy burden for their partner because they're going to incessantly check in with them. You know, do you still love me? Or they'll say, how do you feel about the relationship? Which is a good, just to kind of make a side point, checking in with your partner, how they feel about a relationship is a good thing to do. If you do it in a non-compulsive, incessant way, once a week, once a month, uh, and you do it from a place of care and compassion, but when you're asking your partner several times a day, are you still in love with me? You know, how do you feel about the relationship? That, that becomes a pretty big burden to carry for any partner. Um, and it becomes very difficult. So the other way that this might manifest is the person might check that person's social media feed again and again and again, several times a day, or they'll check various dating apps to see if their partner suddenly went on and joined dating apps behind their back. So there's that kind of obsessive uh, paranoia kind of behavior. Now, you have to kind of know this has to be a pattern where it's not totally justified. So if, you're, if your partner is someone who just cheated and you're checking the dating apps once a day, that's kind of understandable. You know, you're kind of in that you know, open wound phase of a difficult part in your relationship, and you're wondering if they're going to continue to cheat on you, I would say that's somewhat normal. But if the relationship has no signs that the person has any kind of infidelity on their mind and you're incessantly cheating, well, that, that would be a sign. That would be an indication that the person might suffer from relationship OCD. Um, now, let's talk about the cause of both OCD and ROCD. So again, it, it stems from control. All anxiety 
uh, which is kind of the new buzzword. It was depression for many, many years, a couple decades, really. Now the kind of new buzzword is anxiety, right? Everybody has anxiety. There's anti-anxiety medication. Anxiety simply is worrying about things that you can't control. And when you think about it, when you worry about something you can't control, that's not a positive thing to do. You can't control it. So what does worrying about it do? Now, if you are worried that you might have left the stove on and you are within driving distance back to your house, that is a mental state and sometimes, you know, becomes an emotional state that's useful because it drives you back, you know, to, to your house. It pushes you to get back to your house and check if the stove's on so you don't burn the house down. That worry, right? The, the, whatever's going on in your body, the release of certain hormones, the, the adrenaline that starts to kind of drip in, whatever it is has a use there. Because it's to drive you to safety or to sometimes to propel you to study harder for a test or, you know, land a job interview. And so you prepare a little extra because you're a little anxious. But when you are riddled with anxiety, it's usually about something you have zero control over. So, you know, a, a, a very basic example is if you're worried that there might be traffic. You leave early but you're still anxious that there might be traffic. Whether you're worried or not, the traffic's going to be what it is. You leave early, that's as much as you could do, and then after that, it's kind of out of your hands. It's up to the world, the universe, God, whatever your dogma or your you know belief system is, it's out of your control. Once things go out of your control, really anxiety and worrying about these things have no positive impact on your life. It's really only negative. And that anxiety, people feel it in different ways. Some people feel it in their neck, like they're about to choke. Some people have really tight, you know, a big tightness in their chest. Some people even feel tingling sensations in different parts of their bodies. And the coping mechanisms that people come up with to deal with them range from being very healthy to very dangerous. Uh, one of the ones that isn't quite healthy, not completely dangerous, right, but is OCD. It's a way for the body to say, okay, well, I can't control the traffic, so what am I going to do? I'm going to tap on my steering wheel six times every time I see a car that drives by me, and that'll make sure that I that I don't have traffic. It's an illogical step to dealing with this problem where you worry about something out of your control. So relationship OCD comes from that lack of control, that insecurity that you can't control the situation. That's really where it comes from both in OCD and relationship OCD, uh, at least in my opinion. There's there's obviously going to be a more intricate psychological breakdown of this on a clinical level, but when I'm explaining things to my own clients, this is how I kind of phrase it. So if we take a look at relationship OCD again, knowing that it comes from a place of insecurity, it starts to make sense, right? If you have this uh, obsessive feeling that your partner is going to walk out on you or that they don't love you, that's because you're insecure. Pretty simple, right? What about the other way, though? What if you have relationship OCD and you're worried that the person you're with isn't pretty enough or handsome enough or successful enough for you to be with, like you can always do better. 
That also, surprisingly, if you really scratch down and look under the surface, is a result of insecurity. Why? Well, if you think about it, who's going to be with a person that's not attractive enough for them in the first place? Someone who's insecure. And they're so insecure that they're going to date someone they normally wouldn't date because they'd rather be with someone than be with nobody. And if they don't have a prospect that's up to their high standards, then they're going to settle in their own mind. But then they're worried that they're missing out. And yet they're not strong enough in their character to end the relationship because they're insecure that they won't find somebody who is on their high standard level. So it also is, you know, stems from this place of insecurity. I had a client uh, once, I'll call her Jessica, who came in with her husband and she was suffering from relationship OCD. And she had a therapist. They were really coming to me specifically just on learning tools about how to be a better couple. And she was trying to deal with her OCD. And what was really interesting is in one of our sessions, uh, I, I asked how it manifests. One of our very first sessions, if not the first session, how does it actually play out in the relationship? And she told me, you know, that she asks her husband if he still loves her probably four or five times a day. Once in the morning, once at night, she'll text him a couple times. It got to the point where the husband had pre-written answers that were a little bit longer because he found that when he explained in more than just a yes, of course, if he actually wrote a paragraph on why he still loves her and reminded her about it, she would be pacified a little bit quicker. So what he did is he took those long, you know, six or seven long paragraphs, pre-wrote them and kind of made them keyboard shortcuts in his cell phone so that he could choose, all right, I'll send her back this message. It got to the point where he had to kind of create these systems. Now, it, it developed only after they had children. And I asked, well, why don't you walk me back through your own childhood? And what we found is that uh, Jessica's father, after having her, uh, walked out on the family when she was four or five years old, and he left a note for her. Uh, her mom that said, I don't love you anymore. Uh, and I'm done. And she just, he just walked out of her life. And she has this fear now, right? This insecurity that men, according to her, just have the ability to stop loving without warning. And so she's constantly checking in with her husband about whether or not he loves her to at least try to pacify her that he's going to stick around and not walk out on her and their baby. So it's not uncommon that people who suffer from some kind of trauma where they are a victim of something and they had no control in you know, making that situation better for themselves develop these tics, whether it's asking incessantly if the person's going to still be in their life, or, you know, washing their hands, a lot of times there is some kind of trauma that is at the root of, um, of the cause for this OCD behavior. And sometimes exploring what that root is and understanding that that's a different situation 
then what they're going through now helps relieve some of the compulsive behavior. And the, in Jessica's case, that's exactly what we kind of explored. We dissected their parents' relationship, how quickly they got married, how he was never truly happy. Uh, you know, she talked to her mother and he said, and she agreed. She said, yeah, he never really said he loved me. And kind of we, they walked through the entire history of their relationship. And then I had her write it down. I had her write down all the evidence that the relationship wasn't strong to begin with and that he was really just trying to stick it out because he felt an obligation to raise her before he disappeared. And then on the other side of that same paper, I had her divided in two columns. I had her write all the evidence in her own life why her relationship was different, how he courted her, how her husband you know, was very effusive verbally, the different gifts he's bought for her, the different ways he's sacrificed and made his life about the family. And she keeps this list on her at all times now, especially when she's feeling insecure and wants to know if he loves her. And one of his text messages uh, back to her now, at the end of it, he says, please consult the list in your purse. Everything on the list is still true. Because he's trying to reinforce the behavior of her to remember and to be grateful for this wonderful relationship that's come into her life. Relationship OCD is complicated. There's no doubt about it. It could be a burden both on your partner and yourself if you suffer from it. And it's one of those things that it's it's not so simple to get rid of on your own. I, you know, as much as I believe in journaling and meditation, you might need to seek some professional help um, in, in order to try and get that under control. So if you feel like you or someone you know might be suffering from relationship OCD, suggest to them that they get some professional help, at least a session or two, and see if it's something that's going to be uh, more difficult over time or if it's just a phase that they're going through and kind of get some professional expert opinion on the matter because it can be debilitating uh, if it pops up halfway through a very long-term relationship it could it could be a very difficult thing to do. if you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships then you're in luck because i have put together a free workshop or master class if you will about three secrets that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Enjoy.